Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hello, everybody. Heyo. Paige and... It's Jesse. Yeah, it's just us. We're here. We're having a good time talking to each other. And um, we aren't starting a new series. This is just a stand... Well, actually, it's kind of... It will be a. It will be part of an ongoing series that we'll do probably once a month. It'll probably be about the rhythm of it. Something it's, like it's that. It's commentary it's from us it's on commentary. a two-year, what, study? Bible reading plan. So yes. Jesse and I, there's an organization called Time to Revive out of Texas, but they're international. They're all throughout the U.S. and in several countries. And um, there's my favorite prophetic artist. Her name is Mindy Oten. That's Mindy with an I. And you can check out her work on Instagram. And anyway, in following her, she did this art show at the Dallas Museum of Bible Art. And Upper Room was there, awesome worship band. And then this organization called Time to Revive was invited. And she would partnered with them to paint a picture of every book of the Bible. There's 66 books in the Bible. And so while I was there, I got to, to look at the Bible through art and be led and worship by Upper Room, and then hear this Time to Revive group talk, and found out that they have this two-year Bible reading plan that um, you just you have reading plan each day, and then like a 25-minute-ish video. And so Jesse and I started that together November 1st. Yeah. So we have just finished the book of Genesis, and the whole premise of, of the art collection, which now, by the way, is going to Israel to minister about Christ as the Messiah in Israel, and that's where it will will stay. But the whole premise is about seeing Christ as the Messiah in every book of the Bible. So how fitting that it's Christmas. Yeah. And Christmas or Advent is about the arrival of of Christ in the flesh of the Messiah. And um and so we just want to talk through Genesis with you. So Jesse, tell them how is Christ seen in the book of Genesis? What is like the key word that we used as an anchor in in studying that out. Yes. So Time to Revive, this is called Revive School. Did mm-hmm. you say, okay, yes. The group's called Time to Revive, and then Revive School is this two-year reading plan that Jesse and I are playing along with. Yes, and they pick out one word for each book, mm-hmm. how they they just like summarize each book from a word. And the word in Genesis is, can anybody guess? I probably wouldn't have guessed this, but it's seed. That is the word that they, ch- right? Seed? Yeah, I say that. And bad, bad. just to add the biblical context where this is coming from, Genesis yep. three. If you ever hear me teach, I must always start from here because always. it's a coordinate for scripture. Like you, how can you understand the rest unless we start in this passage? It's about the fall of man, and then the Lord prophesies about a seed that is coming. This is Genesis three, verse fourteen. The Lord said to the serpent, "Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the cattle, more than the beast of the field. On your belly you will go; dust you shall eat all the days of your life." Verse fifteen. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed, so the seed of Satan, and her seed, Eve's seed. So that's when we hear about some seed. Oh, and then it goes on to say, and and he shall bruise you on the head um, or crush your head, and you shall 
bruise him on the hill. So this is the first mention of Christ mm-hmm. prophetically as the seed of the woman that's going to crush the head of the serpent. And that's what Jesse's talking about, the oh, seed. Oh, yeah. It's so good. But honestly, before we get into it, I do want to preface. I actually, talking about prophesying mm-hmm. with Janelle this last series before yeah. uh, this podcast, uh, two women gave me a word that they saw I was going to have some form of higher education or something specifically in ministry. And if anybody loves the Enneagram like me and Paige do, I actually thought I was an Enneagram 7 and I wasn't for a year and a half. And I'm an Enneagram 9. And it makes sense because there's this stubborn nature in us because we don't want to leave this complacency in our hearts Mm -hmm. to do something else. Mm -hmm. And I was fighting that so bad with this revive school. Yeah. I started it two days late. I and, and Paige talked about it since November. So right now it's no, you talked about it since what, September? And you started in November? I think I did it in August in September. I gave yeah. myself yeah. 60 days to do 30 days worth of work. And then I took <laughs> off the month of October and then I started in November. So I gave everyone a lot of time to join me. Jessie's my um lone companion. Yeah. I'm journey. her accountability partner. <laughs> so she doesn't have two months for each yeah. month of studying. Um but I did, I got two words that said that this was going to happen. And it was just that peace and that push I needed to say yes to it. And I know you as well just talked about craving these deeper uh, moments with the word and with the Lord. Yeah. So anyways, just so excited about that. Check it out if you want to do it. Yeah. Just start it. It's a hundred bucks for two years, by the way. Yeah, so. you can do a you can do a free version too. And we're really not meaning a free version like you can go through the book of Acts for a month to test it out, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's a conglomerate of of teachers and backgrounds, uh, which I which I like. Um, mm-hmm. Probably come from a, I mean, it's a solid the the guy that does most of the teaching. Um, he's highly educated, but he also operates in all the gifts of the spirit. It is he's educated from a conservative background. So there's just a lot that I appreciate about him. I see a lot of surrender in him and his team Mm -hmm. in moving beyond denominational borders and barriers and church walls. And I feel that call in our ministry as well. So it's like a kindred spirit almost when I tune into what they're doing. Yeah. But anyway, so back to Genesis. Back to the seed. Back to the seed. I'm back. Back to Christmas. So what were some of the takeaway, whether it relates to seed or, or not seed? Well, yeah, let's start um, with What seed. were some of, yeah, the takeaways for for you? Oh, my gosh. there's Well, first off, I don't have my sword, my Bible in front of me because Paige didn't tell me we were doing this. So she has like all her notes, just <laughs> FYI. But off the top of my head, the whole, this is just what <laughs> just the Lord... Really, typical that I didn't tell her. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good, though, because now it really is... Holy Spirit, what what's been churning? What's stuck? Yeah. Right? What's, right, what's in my heart? Stuck. Yeah. And so, uh, just specifically about the seed, it was so eye opening. Um, this first picture of Jesus, the Messiah, coming in Genesis three that you talked about, came after the fall of man, and so you see a God's creation and us being made in His image, and that we've messed it up. Mm-hmm. And so, it this study specifically helped me get man out of the way, honestly. Yeah. I did put the stories of Abraham, the stories of Moses, Jacob, Isaac, that was mm-hmm. out of order, but that, yeah, those yeah. are our, in Genesis. <laughs> Sorry. Um, or we meet I, Moses, we're just in our now in Exodus, so yes, we're speaking so this in retrospect. Is the, this general yes. view of Genesis, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 So um, 
Yeah, they're they're heroic to me growing up, mm-hmm. and especially um, Joseph mm-hmm. yeah. learning learning that from chapter three, uh, God is in the redeeming business. Yeah, with His creation, and even though we mess up, uh, mm-hmm. there is something greater. The seed of the woman is yeah. greater, and it's coming, and He's protecting this. So, just to attack these stories that I've heard, yeah, despite human tendencies to get yeah. things wrong, God's will always prevailed. I think that was just, uh, despite uh, even taking Joseph, for example, mm-hmm. I found uh, that the bloodline of Jesus actually came through his brother Judah, right. which I actually didn't even know that. I just assumed and Judah wasn't was a super Joseph. stellar guy. No, Joseph no. was a better guy, <laughs> but yes, made his but Joseph's mistakes job, as well. Yes, yeah. he was, he, his job was to protect and save the seed. And yes. so it was just such a good lens through it all. So just an overview, just if you read Genesis or start in Genesis, read the Bible, Yeah, just to have that view of the seed, God's work, despite despite human yes. tendency for error and sin and the nastiness of it. Yeah, It's just so much more redeeming because I used to get so stuck in the, the wrongness of everything, into yeah. marriage, abuse, yeah. violence, Combined. death. Yeah. Oh, yes, it's like, what is happening? But that's not the part of the story. That's not that's not what I'm supposed to get hung up on. And so yeah. it was just so good to be rooted yeah. that there that this line cannot be uh penetrated, that that Pharaoh cannot kill enough baby boys to have the seed not prevail. Yes. And it was just beautiful. Yes. It was just beautiful. I so Jesse mentioned some of the patriarchs' names in those gentlemen are and women. The yes. matriarchs go with yes. them. They're famous because of that, like Abraham, God chose Abraham um, to make a covenant with him, and then and then through his son Isaac and, and Jacob for the the twelve tribes of Israel to come about. But it's all going back to this Genesis three prophecy about the seed of the woman mm-hmm. versus the seed of the serpent. And as early as chapter four, when Cain and Abel have their dispute, you see that our tendency we we are created to be vessels and. Um, and, and so you see these seeds rising up against each other. In New Testament terms, we might describe it as a battle of flesh and spirit. Mm-hmm. But throughout the Old Testament, we see it's a battle of, of and, and it's still today, but it's a battle of, of the seed of the serpent, of sin and death, versus the seed of, of the woman, which is going to bring about Christ in the world, just coming against each other. Mm-hmm. And it's a lens with which like we can look at any scenario. So even when you look at, um, look at issues uh, of fertility um, that that come into play many times in in this story and for, for a variety of reasons in the book of Genesis with a variety of women in the book of Genesis. There's just such a struggle and a provision over over the seed. And um, I know I, I, so a lot of so who was your favorite character or what character ministered the most to you as you were reading about those different guys and the different women in Genesis. Um, can you start with you? And yeah, I'll come back to that. Okay. So I think something that really ministered to me, and it's appropriate since we're talking about seed. Jesse, you know, has Chispa Garden, and mm-hmm. we say here we believe in the seed life because really, um, Jesus is the imperishable seed. The Word of God says that, and again, that's talking about Genesis three. It's bringing this. He's the incorruptible, imperishable seed, and um, and and through his 
burial, death, and, and resurrection, we have salvation, and we too will be resurrected in the flesh someday, but our spirits are made alive in us, in in Christ, because He's the imperishable seed. And so in the Old Testament, there are what we call types and foreshadows, and a lot of the characters we see in the Bible are pointing toward a certain quality that we are learning about in in Christ. And so Abraham, who is mm-hmm. the father of our faith, God's covenant with him is that um, he was going to give his family the 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 promised land, the land of of Canaan, mm-hmm. and um, and so this whole journey of Abraham and his wife Sarah is one. It's in pursuit of of the land, and then just dealing with all of the life and the quarrels <clears throat> that surround out walking out that promise. And two, giving birth to a son so that the rest of the promise might be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so what's interesting is that in Hebrews 11, it tells us that Abraham believed by faith, and faith was counted to him as righteousness. But whenever you start reading through, I noticed that actually the only parcel of promised land that Abraham ever owned in his lifetime that was actually deeded to him, it became his burial site. Yes, And I love that picture of Abraham, the father of faith, going in as a seed of promise into the promised land, knowing and dying in faith and believing that someday there would be generations that wouldn't just have a, a parcel of deeded land, but they would possess the whole land. And his whole life ended and rested on that promise and in the promise. And I just think it's a beautiful picture. Seed is legacy. Oh, yeah. I think it's a beautiful picture of seed. It's a beautiful picture of legacy. And it's an encouragement to me like that what looks like an end sometimes um, it, it's a planting and not a burial. And so I just, and there were, there were several relatives of his that, ended up being buried in this same parcel that was deeded over um, from the the promised land that future generations would enjoy. And so I just love that picture of him literally resting in the promise as he went to be in fellowship with the Lord and the generations after him, including Christ, being Jesus Christ, being born from that space and the actual ministry of promise coming which is what we're celebrating at, at Christmas mm-hmm. right now. So mm-hmm. um, that was probably um, that oh my was probably gosh. my favorite part. And it was eye-opening. I have never, I mean, come on. Yes, we have a seed, a garden from seed. All of our flowers at Entourage at Chispa Garden that we give away the bouquets are from seeds. Um, we use 1 Corinthians 15, 36 through 38 about um, you know what the seed is. It dies a certain way but it become, it raises to new life and even says, just like your humanly body, uh, you're born into this life as a human, but when you die, you're glorified mm-hmm. um, in this in your heavenly spiritual body, mm-hmm. which is different. And um, it's so beautiful because it is so important. Of all the things, he bought land for his wife. Abraham bought land for Sarah to to be buried in Canaan. He didn't even live there. And they and they granted him land, and it said that only people of high regard or like kings would actually be able to have this mm-hmm. uh, specific land that he bought, and he was buried. And then also, and that's Genesis twenty-three ish area. Just to if you want to go check it out. But also, and I don't know where this is. It's in Genesis too. Man, it's really hard to do an overview of a book 
like I, yeah. this is sort of like you kind of need the it's a long period of, of a time. book. Yeah. yeah. But um, also Genesis Jacob. means beginning. Yeah. So this is <laughs> about the beginning. the beginning of life, the beginning yes. of faith, the beginning of relationship between God and humanity. Yes. There's the context of the book. <laughs> okay, good. Yes. And so this promised seed is coming in promised land that is given to us. And he promises Abraham Canaan, but the only land he has is to, for a burial site in his lifetime. And him and Sarah are buried there. The next people who... Is it is Jacob the next or Abraham it, Isaac Jacob? Okay, so, so Isaac. Yep. Okay, so Jacob. What else I loved was Leah. She's probably my favorite character because she's the she's she's the unloved one. So, so tell but tell Jacob. Give more. So Jacob goes to find a wife. Yes. and then what happened? Oh, Jacob. Why does Jacob is a twin leave? brother? Which for some reason I forget that Jacob and Esau are twin brothers. Mm-hmm. He leaves because he takes his he. Um, Cheats his brother twice. He takes his birthright, uh, and then he takes his blessing on his dad's dying bed. And he dresses up like Esau, and he takes it. And his mother, who we find is wise and is protecting the seed that is in Jacob, which is so crazy. It's awesome. It's so cool. But anyways, so Jacob flees, and and he does have the blessing. He does have the birthright, um, and he's figuring out life, and he— Runs into is his name Laban? Yeah, Laban. Yeah. Wow, I'm his so uncle. shocked. His uncle, and he lives with him. Falls in love with the first woman he sees, which is Laban's daughter, Rachel. Rachel, not Leah. Not Leah. And uh, Laban is they. Uh, he's from a different culture. Um, they say in that culture in the Bible, it specifically says that you're sp- supposed to take your first daughter. He didn't really tell. Jacob that, but Jacob said, I'll work for you seven years if mm-hmm. I can have the one I love, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, you can have Leah. He deceived him, which is funny because Jacob deceived Esau and um, he had Rachel as his wife. Well, Rachel was not as pretty. I mean, Leah. He had yeah, Leah yeah, as yeah. his wife. I'm sorry. Right. Leah isn't as pretty as Rachel and Rachel was the one that had Jacob's heart. So he worked seven more years and got another wife. Rachel. So he was married to both women, but Leah is the one that had the blessing of the Lord, even though Jacob um, gave his blessing to Rachel, his beloved. And mm-hmm. so in this heroic Bible study that I had growing up, right? Um, Joseph and Moses are the ones, and Jacob, they're, they're the big names. And so you think of who Jacob favors, you think mm-hmm. of Rachel, mm-hmm. but Leah is the one that had Judah. Yeah. And fourth son. That's our fourth son. Yeah. So it wasn't even her first son. Um, but it is, and and you love to point this out. Do you want to say that? About the praise thing? Yes. Yeah. So each of the, she, Leah, because she is unloved, yeah. honestly, by her husband, um, she is able to conceive ahead of Rachel. Mm-hmm. And, and so she has her first three children and they're like, their names mean things like, now he's going to love me because I had a kid or mm-hmm. now he's really going to love me because I've given him like a second kid and this heart of, of earning. And then on this fourth child, she names him Judah and she just says, and now I'm just going to praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord picks that line, that seed, that tribe that becomes the tribe of Judah to bring Christ out of. Oh and gosh. so I love that surrendered praise, not an earning not in anything, just in in surrender and in, in praise because of His grace and His goodness. 
So good. Like Jesus, Jesus made a, a way is made for the seed of Eve to come through Leah and Jacob through the tribe of Judah. Years yes. later, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And all that in between them and their maidservants, four, four wives actually, and, and his 12 sons make the 12 tribes. Sort of we find that Joseph doesn't, and Levi is the priest, so he doesn't get land. So Joseph's two sons yeah. um, make Mene- up. Yeah. The, Ephraim and Manasseh. And, and, yes. Yeah. But why I got to that point is because even though um, my mind was on Rachel, because that's who he loved, and Rachel yeah. was the mother of Joseph, and Benjamin. Yeah. And so, and, and Joseph, we know of the Technicolor Dreamcoat, how yeah. he was sent into slavery and amidst of adversity, his faithfulness and trust in the Lord brought him to be second only yeah. to Pharaoh, which really he was above Pharaoh. Pharaoh just had the title. Yeah. And, um, but Leah, what was so shocking to me is whenever Jacob went to be buried, Leah was buried with him. Mm-hmm. And so she was the one honored with him. And she was, yeah. it was her seed yeah. um, that died in yeah. Canaan, in that land. And yeah. it was just. Mm. So someone just be encouraged, even by listening to that, that she lived most of her life as not the chosen one, yet by God, she was the chosen one. Yeah. And man's affections eventually, probably be caught up with God's yeah. because he sure, chose she to had bear an in that way. Life. Yeah. <laughs> but. But God chose her when no one else did, and and uh, and the did you say Jesse how he came to marry her without knowing it? Did you say no? That I just technical said that, detail about I, how he didn't know that he married the wrong. I just woman? said deceived. I did not say that. I didn't say the whole. So deceived, yes. like probably again. This is Old Testament. Weird. Probably they got drunk at the wedding. Mm-hmm. It was dark, and there was a tent. They went in to lay with each other, and Jacob can't see. And so, and she was covered. And they say that's custom, that you don't even see yeah. the bride's face. That so was So consummates the marriage uh, yeah. and doesn't know until the next day what he's done. And just the irony of it, and I want you to talk uh, as I transitioned over to this, a little about the mm-hmm. word from church. But the irony that Jacob, though God used it for good, the he the deceit with his brother because God is always bringing about his good despite the error of of human he mm-hmm. deceived his dad in a dark place and then he ran and then a dark place a tent a dark tent yeah. and then he was deceived i mean really reaping what he had sown he was deceived in a dark tent um as as he got to where Laban lived and so Jacob had all of this reckoning to do with with things that he had sown in his life where he grew up and and then in, in the relationship dynamics with, with Laban. But mm-hmm. but talk about that encounter that Jacob has with the Lord and where the Lord asks him um, where are or who are, he has to confront him with his name. You, what you talked about at church on Sunday. Where I said, here I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, really quick, I just want to say before uh, we move on about Leah even naming her sons after uh, wanting to be loved and worthy, um, there was a point, I don't know if it was, I, it was Rachel. She said after Joseph, she just wanted another one. Yeah. Because Leah was already ahead. Yeah. Um, her concubine has already had um, other children. Um, but now Rachel had one with Joseph and she said, now I want another one. And it spoke to me personally about my daughter, Sage, because mm-hmm. I've definitely fixed my eyes well, like right after her birth, basically, mm-hmm. that I was ready for more. Just give me more. Mm -hmm. Just give me more. And in that honesty, 
the Lord caught me and said, when did I ever say it was your decision to give you reward and gifts from your marriage? Mm -hmm. No, children are gifts from me. It's a reward from me. It's not a decision you make of when you do it Mm -hmm. and what the timing is. Yes, I've promised you more kids. No, it's not in your hands. And do you trust me enough Mm -hmm. in this? So after reading that, it really, thank you, Lord. Yeah, It sounds silly now thinking that, putting that in my control when I'd have more kids. But I'm not like, that's the only one I have right now. And I'm so grateful. So looking at it in this season too, how grateful I am. Yeah. For her. Yeah, absolutely. And she's precious. And yeah, she's cool. (laughs) And her name's Sage. So like she'll be the wise oldest sister when she has siblings. But yes, but yeah, his timing's good and perfect. That's right. So. It absolutely is. And I just love that testimony in the relevancy of the word. Yeah. It's timeless and it's eternal. Yeah. And and we just finished the whole series about hearing from the Lord. And that's such a great example of how the Lord used something ages old about yeah. a different woman's life and circumstances to minister to Jesse where she is. And that's for all of us. Um, yeah. And like you said, it really does start in chapter 3. Where, where, or, or just in the beginning, whenever you see that the woman was deceived, that the man was deceived from Satan, even Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny saying that backwards, even Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, but that it was just this acknowledgement of, could I hold the world in my hands? Yeah. And whenever I feel that control coming in my, in my hands, mm-hmm. instead of trusting the Lord and I feel that never ending, mm-hmm. um, wheel in the back of my mind trying to figure things out Mm -hmm. when the Lord said when where did you stop trusting me yeah and so um what Paige was referring to before that was whenever sin entered the world whenever um Eve and Adam sinned against God the first thing he asked them were where were they Mm -hmm. and and before this they lived together in this in this beautiful intimacy of a garden and um and they did not uh, want to ask. They didn't want to answer. They God knew where they were, but they were hidden, it said. Mm-hmm. They were hiding from him because this sin separated them. Their unrighteousness separated them from the righteousness of mm-hmm. God. And we know that the wages of sin is death. So actually, they weren't even able to be in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But what did the Lord do? He told them to take off what they tried to cover themselves with, which was leaves. Mm-hmm. And he killed the first sacrifice mm-hmm. to cover them. Mm-hmm. What animal was it? It doesn't say. It just says okay. that that he made a, a covering for them. He made a covering yeah. for them. Garment. Yeah. Out of animal skin, right? I'll get you. Keep talking. I'll yes. get to the exact So anyways, verse. and so, so he, he had to cover them. From their sin. He made garments of skin. That's all. Garments of skin. Oh, I'm sorry. That's 3.21, Genesis 3.21. Okay. And so, um, and Abraham is the first one. It says out of, his family is actually from Ur, and it said that they worship, his dad possibly worshiped a moon god, Mm -hmm. um, and that his dad probably wasn't devout anything with the Lord, because you don't hear anything other than where he lived. Um. And and so basically the Lord started with Abraham, this gentleman that did not most likely grow up in the righteousness of the Lord, mm-hmm. um, but the Lord picked him. So, yeah. so 
that's just something to hang on to. But also, um, isn't Abraham the first one that said, here I am? I don't know where they are because, once again, I don't have my Bible in front of me. So sorry. It could have been Jacob, but it was it was quite a few of them. We'll get Abraham, back to you on that. Jacob. <laughs> we'll get back to you on that. But what the Lord does. Moses. Yeah, but we're not yeah, there for yet. sure. But, but the Lord does ask Jacob, who are you? And he says, my name. So I was kind of taking what you said and combining it with what I was thinking. Okay, you can But where he said, where are you? Or who are you? And he said, I'm Jacob. And it was like this acknowledgement of when Jacob had also deceived his father. And his father said, who are you? And he said, oh, I'm Esau. But then coming before the Lord, just in honesty of who are you? I'm Jacob. Jacob meaning I'm a, de- I'm a deceiver. I'm a, a heel grabber. And the Lord um, later on renaming him after the nation of Israel. So whether it's it started with Abraham, okay. So uh, and I just what my point was getting at was that when God asked Adam and Eve where they were, their sin separated Mm -hmm. them. But the righteousness and trust that Abraham had with the Lord, um, uh, Abraham responded to God, "Here I am," and and Jacob responded to God in Genesis thirty one eleven. It says on here. Here I am. Whenever he went and left to Laban, so whenever he started on his journey, mm-hmm. apart from his deceit from his mm-hmm. father, Moses said, "Here I am." It also says Samuel and Isaiah and Ananias said those words, but that's interesting. Yeah, here I am. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to do something else with that. Maybe a whole podcast series on that. Yeah. So just that general, apart from your sin, and then how the Lord still reconciles that place where we can where we don't have to hide from him and we can just say here i am and that's enough that's all he wants he just wants your here i am he wants your presence yeah absolutely and so i think that's a good wrap up to the book of of genesis and it's that we are going to partner in life with seed we are going to carry seed and um and it's the flesh or this this flesh or spirit it's life or it's death it's the life of Christ or it's the destructive seed of of the enemy. And so I think that mm-hmm. going through Genesis and recognizing that the seed life of Christ has always been at work and how much more it's at work now that it is, I mean, our hearts have been regenerated because of him as imperishable seed. But as we just come before him continually and say, here I am, I want the seed and life of Christ at work in my life. And and I think I'll just close this out with one of the most famous verses from Genesis 50, um, where Joseph is, is speaking, and this is Genesis 50, verse 20. And it says, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, all in order to bring about this present result, to preserve many people alive. And I love that. It's talking about God protecting the seed. God protecting the seed of the woman. And guess mm-hmm. what? We're the seed of the woman, aren't mm-hmm. we, Jesse? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we're in Christ. And Romans 8, 28 says that still he works all things together for the good. The same God of Genesis 50, 20 is the same God of Romans 8, 28. He is the God that will provide more children for Jesse someday. He is mm-hmm. the God that will work things together according to his purposes and making his name great and 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 just spreading that seed, that imperishable seed. So that's our Genesis overview. Anything you want to add, Jesse? Don't ask me. It was so good. Just read it. There's so many things. Yeah. You want to add anything? No, we'll be back with Exodus <laughs> and the Deliverer 
sometime undisclosed time oh yeah that's the word wink 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 and i'll let jesse know so she can bring her bible that's good (laughs) (laughs) all right merry christmas god bless you and have a happy new year yeah see you next year (laughs) bye bye thanks for joining us today for more information about entourage ministries visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on facebook or instagram 